Are you interested in leadership? Welcome to the Menzies Leadership Podcast. Tune in for insights and observations about leadership, the challenges and blind spots, attributes and values that you need to lead now and in the future. I'm Liz Gillies, Menzies Foundation CEO and your host today. Let's get started. Good afternoon and welcome uh, to the Menzies Leadership Forum. I'm delighted today to um, welcome Melanie Sellers and Simon Gross, two of our inaugural Science Entrepreneur Fellows. And uh, as the Menzies Science Entrepreneur Fellowship Program joins, uh, ends its first year, it's a fabulous opportunity to connect with Simon and to Melanie and hear a little bit about their journey. So the Menzies Foundation is fundamentally focused on raising the profile and importance of outstanding leadership. And we do that by identifying leadership challenges and building incubators to explore those challenges. And one of our areas of focus is uh, science entrepreneurship. In partnership with the MedTech Actuator and CSIRO, we're really interested in supporting outstanding science entrepreneurs at the early stages of their commercialization journey to take their science to scale and then to learn lessons and from those journeys and from supporting those people to improve Australia's innovation performance and to work more broadly with those in the system who are similarly focused on supporting science entrepreneurs and and building exciting science opportunities for Australia. So before we start, I was going to do an introduction to both of you, but I suspect that you're probably much better at introducing yourself. So I'd like to start this conversation um, wondering Perhaps, Melanie, you might start by telling me a little bit about yourself, uh, your journey and the business that you're building. Sure. So, hi, I'm Dr. Melanie Sellers, CEO of Genix. We do smart pathogen detection of shrimp or prawns and breeding programs to mitigate the risks of diseases during production and improve production performance globally. So, I worked at the CSIRO in Australia for nearly 20 years developing biotech solutions to solve industry problems. We had developed many really exciting tools which weren't getting out to the commercial areas and they weren't available commercially. So I asked CSIRO if I could license these tools into a company and start the company, which is now Genix, and we're able to take these services and products to market and be very successful in doing so. So that's a little bit about where I've come from and how I got here. Just tell me then, so you, how long ago did you start Genix? When did you launch Genix, Merlin? Genix has been going for nearly two years now. We got our regulatory approvals to operate nearly 12 months ago back in December. Since then, we've been servicing 23 countries around the world. We service more than 90% of the Australian prawn industry and we're also looking forward to getting more accreditations in coming months and years. And as we get those accreditations, the markets continue to open up. And so now, Simon, tell me a little bit about your journey, Simon. So my name is uh, Simon Gross. I am the CTO of uh, Modular Photonics. So Modular Photonics uh, came out of uh, the research I've been doing at uh, Macquarie University as uh, part of uh, my PhD studies and as well as uh, part of uh, a postdoc fellowship by the Australian Research Council. So Model Photonics uh, started around um, four years ago, so we, and we make uh, photonic circuits that uh, essentially make the data transmission across optical fibers faster. Our customers, they are um, all across the world, they're research institutions and um, 
large enterprises that are developing the next generation technologies for our optical fiber backbones uh, because what we have seen in the in the past um, about 10 years is that uh, the data demand has been rapidly growing but um, the development of new technology has um, started started to slow which eventually could lead to a capacity crunch and um, some of photonics technology um, um, has been used to get around those inherent limitations and further scale the data capacity so that um, we can keep enjoying our fast internet. So when I met you both pretty well a year ago, you both told very compelling stories about how you derived at the place where you were at and what your ambitions were for the future. And you made strong arguments about why the fellowship would support you in taking things to the next stage. What has been your focus, Melanie, for the last year? And what difference has having the support of the fellowship allowed you to do that you otherwise might not have had the chance to do? A lot has happened in just 12 months. Initially, before our world was stopped from travelling, we went to many international conferences and were invited to speak at those conferences and trade shows. Through that networking, we've met some of the biggest shrimp producers in the world. A really important conference was one in Ecuador where we managed to meet and now have a joint venture registered and ready to set up in Guayaquil in Ecuador, which was a fantastic outcome from being able to travel and meet in person. Since COVID has struck, we're waiting to um, realise the potential of that joint venture, but it will happen as soon as the world uh, returns to somewhat normal. Since not being able to travel as much, we've come back home, we've refocused, and we've been developing new intellectual property or new IP within GenX as part of that focus because we've not been able to travel and get out into the market as much. And so as part of that new IP, uh, we recently released a new product to market called Shrimp Multipath Extra. And what it does is it tests for the new and emerging pathogens on top of the 13 pathogens that were in the original Shrimp Multipath. So we've been able to spend our time refocusing on developing new IP to meet emerging market requirements during that. We've also taken the time to improve on our governance and structuring and the Menzies program has been invaluable in providing the mentor support around putting these things in place and more recently being able to appoint a chairman, which is very exciting for Genix as we scale and uh, move forward with our journey. And Simon, for you, your focus for the last year? Um, so our focus has been um, on uh, two things. So first of all, um, trying to uh, improve our, our products and improve the, the, the market fit um, through um, discovery of, of new customers. We have uh, started um, discussions with um, potential distributors, uh, in particular in uh, in Southeast Asia and um, also in the, the Arabian region as well. And um, we have managed to um, get traction within a, a couple of uh, very large international companies in the space of uh, optical communication that are, that are looking at um, using our technology to bring new products to market. But unfortunately, with COVID, this has been a little bit slower. Um, some of them 
uh, went into shutdown and uh, we as a startup, um, our heartbeat is usually very fast and we try to move forward as fast as we can, but um, that certainly has slowed a few things. But uh, similar as uh, Melanie said, um, with the fellowship and the support through the the, the, the weekly mentoring we've, uh, we've managed to further strengthen our business model, get, get new ideas and, uh, and, and pivot into uh, new applications of, of our technology in uh, the automotive sector, for instance. So when you both think about the journey that you've been on over the last couple of years, what were the most significant barriers you think you faced or what were the hardest things that you had to deal with as you moved you know, out of sort of more institutional contexts for your research and into more commercial contexts? What were the biggest challenges, Melanie? For me, I think it was understanding and getting my head around the regulatory nature of pathogen and disease testing in aquatic species, both at a state level and a national level in Australia and then at a a global level and what it would be to undertake and attain those accreditations was something that was a real learning experience for me. And Simon? For me, um, it was around um, customer and market discovery. So as a, as a researcher, you're, you often work in a bit in, in, in a silo. So you, you do all your research, you make your technology work, and you sort of think of potential applications, but you, you never really get out there and get to get get to know our potential end users and get to know what their problems are and um, how you could solve that. And um, being, having embarked on this uh, journey as an, as an entrepreneur has certainly opened up uh, my, my eyes for the, the, the customer problems out there. So um, it's interesting, the conversations that the foundation have been having around science entrepreneurship have also really pointed out the, the challenge in moving from the certainty of a sort of research role into the uncertainty of being entrepreneurial and building businesses that ultimately become investable. I'm just interested about the impact of the fellowship in terms of the way that, you know, what the fellowship has meant in terms of you moving from research into building investable enterprises and any insights you might have about the value of this type of untied support? Melanie? Yes, I think as a, um, as a scientist in the CSIRO and having been there for nearly 20 years, it, it's a very secure and guaranteed position that you sit in and then to move out into a very, I guess, risky situation, it's a really big decision. And I, I was actually just thinking about this yesterday in the lift on my way home when I was at CSIRO, the idea of leaving to be in a risky small startup business was just a, a monster of a decision and attracts a lot of emotions and feelings because you're leaving your friends and the comfort of an organization. But now I turn back two years later and I look at it and I think, my gosh, I would never have changed a thing. I've definitely made the right decision. So when you're in it and you're making those choices, it feels like the world is coming down on top of you. But I can happily say now, looking back at that decision, it was a great decision. And outside of the research world, there's huge opportunities and security that you can create. And Simon, for you? 
I came out of uh, a university and um, there was a, there is for, for me, there was never, uh, never any job security in the university sector because I've moved from, from fellowship uh, to fellowship. So always just being on a fixed term, term appointment. So with, with the mentees and um, starting model photonics, um, I've really seen this as my opportunity to create my own face and actually gain, gain job security through, through my actions rather than um, relying on um, applications for, uh, for research fellowships and research grants, well, which can have uh, very low success rates. So um, that, that has been the main, main driver for me behind uh, model photonics and um, going, going for uh, a more commercial uh, career rather than an academic career. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really interested. So I'm really interested in what your next big challenge is. So we're a year further down the track. You've had the support of the fellowship with its wraparound service program and funds to give you some leeway to build the runway towards establishing a successful um, business. What's your next big challenge, Melanie? I think the next big challenge for me is to, I guess, at a personal level, the next big challenge is how to be the CEO uh, slash managing director of a company uh, that is scaling and about to scale very quickly and move into different animal protein sectors for pathogen diagnostics. So how do I do the best job possible at that whilst balancing a young family as well? In terms of the business, uh, similar challenges is uh, how do we ensure that we continue to how do we ensure that we continue to build our IP in our business? Uh, we continue to maintain revenue growth and sales growth in the shrimp business or the prawn business, which we now have uh, well and truly underway. And where do we focus as well in terms of poultry, pigs, salmon, tilapia? Uh, so it's a, going to be a real challenge for us at scale, focus and build IP whilst keeping sales and revenue coming in. And Simon, for you, what's your next big challenge? So from a, from a business point of view, um, it, it is around um, establishing our own premises, our own own equipment and um, scaling, scaling our production, uh, bringing new products to market, um, converting, um, uh, successfully converting uh, some of um, the the interest that we had from large corporations into very strong uh, partnerships. And from, from a personal point of view, it's, it's very similar to Melanie, like really growing into the role as a, as a CTO and not only um, providing leadership from a technological point of view, but also uh, being able to, uh, to, to establish and um, grow a, an R&D and a production team and um, turning that into a, a very vibrant and yeah, successful uh, sort, of, sort of team that is, that is well working um, with, a, with a very good environment. And I'm really interested, so, you know, it's, it's both of you are facing similar challenge, aren't you, as you move to the next stage with um, lots of questions. What would help you, do you think, to meet those challenges? What would you, if you had the opportunity, what would you seek out to support you in the next stage of your journey? Um, so, so from my point of view, um, yeah, uh, a lot of it is, uh, is around mentorship. So really getting mentorship from um, you know, seasoned um, business experienced uh, entrepreneurs. And um, this now is, is part of the main system. The mentorship that, that I have received has been uh, hugely valuable for, uh, for uh, us as model photonics, but also for me as uh, on, a, on a 
personal level. Um, yeah, it's just being being able to um, throw throw ideas out there and uh, getting feedback from uh, a person with with a lot of experience and also being pointed in the right directions um, that has been of very huge value. Melanie, if someone could say to you, you know, basically you can get whatever support you want, what would you want, Melanie? Sure. Um, look, I think the support networks and the mentorship is invaluable uh, and it's invaluable on so many levels as it has been since uh, I started this journey uh, from CSIRO to the on programs and through the Menzies Fellowship and moving forward again a very essential uh, support mechanism but something that also uh, is of really high value is uh, helping to get support for uh, learning and development opportunities and how to best build teams uh, how to negotiate all these courses that Menzies has given opportunities to look at and some of them participate in as well they're really valuable as you build a business and uh, upskill in these different areas, which as a scientist, we may not necessarily have had time to gain and learn those skills. So more support in the way of uh, foundational courses to give you the skills to build the business and deliver success. So the Menzies Foundation has for a long time been all about identifying outstanding leaders and supporting them. I'm really interested about how you both think of yourself as leaders. Tell me about how you think of yourself as a leader, Simon. I think I've got a lot to learn as a as a as a leader. I might be very well across um, in terms of uh, of uh, from a, from a technical technological point of view, but um, uh, definitely when it comes to 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 business decisions and and leading teams, I've got got a lot to learn. And um, having those those courses like the team building workshop has been very very valuable to really get some some outside opinion and um, new ways of uh, of looking at um, uh, leading leading a team. Melanie, how you think of yourself as a leader? As a leader, I've definitely improved on my skills since being at Genix. Someone that likes to lead by example, uh, and I really like people to show initiative and to reward people for um, showing their initiative and to be able to allow them to be self-directed and deliver. And I think if we allow people to flourish and show passion for what they're doing as leaders, then we're able to bring out the best in people. And that's where great ideas and great concepts for me come from. So one of the really interesting things that the Menzies Foundation is increasingly aware of is an entrepreneurial disposition is one of the sort of key leadership qualities that leaders need to deal in the complexity of the world as it is today. I'm just really interested in this in, in the insights you have about the sorts of leadership qualities you think entrepreneurs need to develop in order to flourish. Simon, do you want to have a go at that one first? Yeah, sure. I think um, as, as an entrepreneur, you need to you need to be inspiring. You need to be convinced of what you are what you are doing. So uh, these are sort of the two key things, um, in my opinion. You need to you need to be inspiring in front of people. You need to be able to communicate very well and um, articulate all um, articulate your your problems and your technology, your services, or your your business idea. That's a key. That's okay. And Melanie, for you. I think as a uh, as a scientist, entrepreneur, leader, you you really need to show a level of understanding of people, whether they be your uh, staff or your colleagues that you're working with, or customers and clients. And you need to take the time to take a step back 
and really understand where they're coming from uh, really good decision to move forward and it's also a, a real skill to be able to bring the best out in people and so when you have certain people uh, that are quieter or not seem to be giving as much there's a lot there often behind the scenes it's just a matter of getting them comfortable and asking the right inquiring questions and everyone always has so much that they can contribute. On behalf of the Menzies Foundation, I'd like to welcome uh, you both to the Menzies alumni uh, to say how delighted we have been to be able to support you on this important journey. We look forward to staying in touch and hearing all about your future successes and congratulations on, on the leadership that you're showing uh, and the opportunities that you're creating for Australian and Australian industry. It's very much appreciated. So on that note, I'll say goodbye and thank you very much for your time today. Good afternoon.